Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hi everyone, it's It Could Happen here, and today it's Mia and myself, and we're doing two interviews which are going to split over two different episodes. What we're talking about is a case in Asheville, North Carolina, where a group of people doing mutual aid work with unhoused people have been charged with felony littering. Now, we're going to get a little bit in the episode into what felony littering is, um, it, and unfortunately, uh, I don't think any of us can explain why that exists as a charge for individuals and not for, like, you know, BP or Shell or something, but such as a state. And so in the first episode, we're going to talk to Sarah. Sarah is one of the people facing these felony littering charges. Sarah's also been banned from parks in Asheville, and which we're going to talk about. Uh, so Sarah will explain a little bit of the process that led up to those felony littering charges, what the situation is like in Asheville uh, for mutual aid and for unhoused people. And then we're going to talk to Maniba tomorrow. Maniba is one of the lawyers at the ACLU, and she will explain a little bit of the legal background to the case and what is sort of the way that the ACLU is helping these people oppose the ban. Um, so we'll have two separate episodes, but um, we actually recorded them in a different order. So you're going to hear Sarah maybe referring to some stuff Maniba said and Maniba saying Sarah will say some stuff. Just know that we recorded Maniba first because she had a pressing time commitment. But we felt that Sarah's interview gives you a better setup for listening to Maniba's interview tomorrow. Okay, hope you enjoy. We're going to start out talking to Sarah, who's one of the people who is a, a quote-unquote problem child uh, in, in in Asheville. We can, oh, you've we can seen ex- those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us sure. where you're a problem child? Yeah. <laughs> um, my name is Sarah Norris. Um, it's so funny to be called something like a problem child because I'm mostly like what I am as a mom of a little kid. I'm a social work student. <laughs> like yeah. I am a career educator. 
Um, and I am also, yeah, one of 16 local organizers who, uh, who has been facing for almost the last year felony littering charges um, in conjunction with a December 21, December 2021 uh, arts-based protest. Yeah, uh, so I'm sorry that this bizarre thing has, has happened to you. Obviously, like on the face of it, felonyness, felony littering is, is is a bizarre charge. Um, and the fact that you are banned from parks is also very weird. Uh, so let's maybe start off with like the situations before this. What were you what were you all doing in the parks that that led to you yeah. being deemed unsuitable for parks? <laughs> Gosh, in a way, you'd have to ask those who deem who so deemed us. But yeah, I can talk I about so. I can talk about what I did in parks for yeah. um, for the year prior to being banned. Um, yeah. And that's a I was part of a collective who um, who at the beginning of the pandemic um, did like six times a week meals, coffee, gear distribution, and parks. Um, by the time I came around and started uh, participating in in these in these food sharings in these community gatherings um we were at like two or three times a week and um really what the way i spent my time in parks was uh saturdays and sundays i brought my daughter um to aston park um and we brought food with us, gear with us, art supplies with us, um, or nothing with us. We just showed up as us and we hung out and we distributed food, tents, packs, socks, toothbrushes, really whatever we could get our hands on. Um, and towards the end of the year, um, we got a little bookshelf and, uh, we were we were in charge of bringing books um, on this like little white plastic shelf and like talking to people about what they most wanted and seeing if we could match them up with whatever we randomly had. Um, it was really like sitting in the sunshine and uh, making sure the coffee thing was full um, and mostly just talking to people, people who were unhoused, people who are housed, um, people who walked by and were like, what's this? What's this picnic? <laughs> Why is everybody like? <laughs> using glitter glue like oh because there's a five-year-old and that's what we do <laughs> um so so that's what mostly i did in parks um and this is this this activity um is in the context of a city who i think in 2021 um i think we know there were at least 21 sweeps of homeless oh, wow. encampments um and a sweep, like that name for some of us really connotes violence, but I think it's important to, to name how violent those are. Um, a camp sweep means that um, folks have to leave the place where they've been living and very often um, their belongings uh, are then considered to be trash uh, are bulldozed over are um, are at a minimum lost to them um, and this had happened over and over again in the city of Asheville and yeah there's a way that that um, being in the park weekly uh, felt like a thing that happened in Asheville that was the opposite of sweeps <laughs> that was like we're here we're all here together like here we are um, and so 
the the protest itself around which um in the context of which like these arrests have come um happened uh in december um and was an arts-based protest and was really about was in in favor of sanctuary camping in the city of Asheville with sanitation services um that was the point of it and there were like kind of standard protest related events um on or sorry arrests on Christmas night so that's what um Asheville police did <laughs> and yeah. I think it's important just to to note that there were not unhoused folks evicted that night on Christmas night. Um, and no one who was there was pretending to be unhoused and was arrested. That's a strange narrative that the um, city of Asheville police department has set in open court. Um, but there were standard How's sort of like misdemeanor trespass resisting officer arrest that night, um, including of journalists. Um, and then these felony littering cases came much later and in a in kind of a different context. Um, but that's what that's what happened uh, around Christmas. OK, yeah, it's already pretty weird. But uh, I think it's, yeah, it gets weirder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so presumably if you were not arrested that night, uh, went home, did Christmassy stuff. Um, and then at some point, what, a letter comes through your door saying that you've been charged with like felony littering so my own experience um was that people organizers in the mutual aid collective that i'm part of who had been showing mm -hmm. up in the parks week after week yeah. distributing food and gear started getting arrested <laughs> uh oh, wow. in mid-january for um what we learned was something you could be arrested for which was felony littering and or aiding and, to, and abetting felony littering, um, which like, <laughs> honestly, exactly. And, yeah. and some people had one, some people had the other, some people had both. Um, people were, and this is, you know, is, our understanding is that there's an unstated, but generally followed policy by the city of Asheville Police Department that they don't go arrest people at work, but they went to people's work with five cops and arrested them. Um, and this began in, in mid January and it continued, um, into, into February and the arrest, I mean, like, honestly, the charges on the, on the charge sheets would read like crazy statutes that weren't even felony littering. It seemed like they, it really seemed like they were making it up as they went along just from the, what I can say is, I mean, I can't speculate about what they were doing, but there was a, a strangeness to um, to even like the, the documentation that people who were arrested received. And then um, at the, in the first week of March of last year, mm -hmm. um, the letter that I received um, was similar to others that others, other folks received that day, which was um, in an envelope from the Asheville police department, uh, but was on Asheville parks and rec stationery. Um, that told me that I had been banned from all city parks for a period of three years based on the commission of a felony. <laughs> and this was how I found out that I even had any charges <laughs> was through this letter. Oof. Yeah, and, and that's true for more than me. That's true for a few defendants. Um, 
So, you know, not everybody who is now we understand to be banned from parks has even received one of those letters. Um, but I did. <laughs> and a few of us did. And there was on there a sort of like, if you would like to appeal this, you have seven days. <laughs> but the letter had been dated sort of five days before that. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> wow, what are we even doing? And so it's hard to, it's hard to really communicate the like level of um, both like sort of desperation and nonsense that was involved the next day. But, um, you know, so a few of us found this out, we were self, we, we self surrendered. Um, and, and because we were a lot of us around the courthouse and city hall, we were trying to figure out what do these letters even mean? Like, what does it mean to appeal this? What does it mean to be banned? And so we traipsed around city hall, city offices, the courthouse, trying to get some sort of answer. Like what, here we've got these, what does this mean? And every place sent us somewhere where they were like, we don't know what that is. Parks and Rec said, we don't know what that is. Go talk to the police. We said, we don't know what that is. Go talk to the magistrate. The criminal magistrate said, oh, this seems like a civil magistrate thing. So there's like a group of five mutual aid workers, you know, sort of just traipsing around trying to find out like, can I, do I get to go give out sandwiches and tents in the park this week or not for three years? Like what is... And who can help me figure this out? And no one could. And, and what ensued, we never got an answer that day. We just had city employees looking at us often with a like, wow, we don't, we're sorry this is happening to you. This seems really dumb um, uh, expression. And eventually via email, it became clear that they were like, we don't know what this process is, but we're going to tell you soon. Like, thank you for your email you know, saying you're going to appeal it. And over time, we kind of got a little bit more like, okay, we're going to schedule the hearings. You will have a hearing. Eventually, like, okay, we asked who will be these hearings? For what? What is a hearing? And they didn't know. And then like, oh, okay, well, there will be some police officers there and, you know, the city, a representative from the city attorney's office, and you will have a chance to provide information. And, you know, at this point, like, None of I think none of us had maybe we'd had admin appearances, but like at this point we're we're dealing with felony littering charges that we don't understand. Um, we're trying to figure out whether we can continue to provide community care in the way we've been doing for years. Um, and it seems like what the city is offering is a chance to come and maybe entrap ourselves. Like it's it doesn't make any sense to us. Um, and so, you know, those of us who had representation that we could speak to said, oh, we're coming. Um, and have you heard the um, recordings? No. Uh, well, if you would like them, I'm happy to send them. Um, yeah. mine, mine is particularly, I can't listen to mine. I have a huge nervous system response. Um, but mine is my, my attorney asking over and over again questions of the... Um, of the representative of the city attorney, it's not, it's John Maddox, who's um, named in the ACLU demand letter, um, just saying over and over again, like, what, we, at that point, we hadn't even seen any discovery. Like, we don't know what information this is even based on. Like, right. there are two cops in uniform pointing body cams at, I assume, I have to assume pointing body cams at me um, and in this, in this hearing. And my lawyer is just asking over and over again, like, upon what evidence is this based? And they just said over and over again, 
you are here to give information. We are not giving in any information. My lawyer asking, what is the standard of review here? Like how, upon yeah. what is this based? And the parks director just saying like my decision <laughs> and the, and, and the, and then, you know, what are the, what is the remedy if this is, if the appeal is denied, there's none, then the appeal is denied. Like, and so mm-hmm. it really was for me, one of the moments where I realized like, oh, <laughs> the city is, is pretty hell bent on keeping a bunch of sweethearts who give out tents and sandwiches out of the park. And they're going to like, they're, they're up to something here. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm happy to share that uh, recording. We have all of them recorded. Yeah. I'd like that. That'd be good. What a bizarre performance of like pseudo legal ceremony. I don't know. <laughs> just, well, yeah. and like, yeah. And, and, like pseudo in a dangerous and extrajudicial way. Like I had no protections there. Right. Um, yeah. 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 No it, it was so, of proof, so strange. Like, yeah, there was nothing yeah, to are, respond to. Yeah. It was like, these, these are, these, these are star chamber proceedings. Like, like the, the, the King of France is going to walk out. Yeah. Like this is halfway such, through this. Story. I was just thinking, it seems like, like such a what? British thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could, you told me this was in Britain and you'd been like shooting the queen's swans or something. I'd buy it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, here we are in the land of the free, no less. Well, um, well, and I think the equivalent of shooting the queen's swans here is um, hanging out with poor folks in a park um, and <laughs> yeah, in yeah. ways that inconvenience or that apparently inconvenience the folks who go, who pay money because you have to, to play tennis at a public tennis court, <laughs> which is like right by um, Aston Park. And, and we can go in in a minute as much as you want to, to what you saw as far as like their attempts after, their attempts to, um, to pass them, to, to, to sneak through an ordinance. Um, now we know quite clearly from public records uh, directed at, at food sharing in Aston Park. Yeah, it's really, I, I, I keep thinking about that, that Helder Kamara line, I, uh, when I give food to the poor, they call me a saint. When I ask why they are poor, they call me a communist. But it's like they, they really seem to have blown all the way. Pe- like they, they didn't even get to <laughs> yeah, part no. two. They were just like, wait, hold on. You're giving food to the poor. Like it is time for a military response. Yeah. It's just just horrible. <laughs> yeah. And being banned from parks for three years has a pretty big effect on my on my on my little life. You know, like there mm-hmm. there are constitutional um, aspects to it that matter far beyond me (laughs) and, and which matter in many ways more to me. But the fact right now is that like, I can't legally take my young child like to the park by her house without risking arrest for misdemeanor trespass. (laughs) Um, and, and to my knowledge, I won't be able to for three years. and, you know, they've succeeded in getting us out of the park. They caused the harm to, they disrupted community care. Um, they did it. They didn't need the ordinance. Um, you know, it, it does happen. Food distribution happens. Um, but it's in a place that really isn't the same. Like my daughter can't go there. She has sensory stuff. Like being in the, the loud place that it is right now, like really doesn't work. Um, so yeah, there's this, there's this very um, like the scopes of all of this <laughs> um, from 
how Asheville as a city views and treats the folks who live on the street here, who the city has most abandoned. Um, there's the legal mechanisms, the like very strange way they are um, like doubling down on criminalization of folks doing community care. And then there's just like the really day-to-day personal um, personal bits of this um, that affect all of us in different ways. And a felony would affect lots of us in different ways. Like it endangers professional licensure. Like I'm trying to get a social work license. Like <laughs> people, it endangers professional licensure. Of course, our right to vote, housing and employment. And, um, you know, I'm the like middle-aged white middle-class mom, second graduate degree person in the group. Um, I am not really representative of our group. Like folks are in a lot less, uh, folks are in a lot more precarious material circumstances than I am. Um, and so much so that like, you know, it feels safe for me to come on this podcast. It doesn't feel safe for everybody to come on a podcast. Yeah. It feels safe for me to have my name out. Like, um, it doesn't for everybody. And I think, um, yeah, I think that that's something that that has to be named too of like how what a threat this is to to folks' future material well being as well as currently like folks have yeah, lost yeah. housing over this, folks have lost employment over this. Like, Jesus. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like even if you're found completely innocent or whatever, like this has robbed you of your time or people of their housing or people's of their jobs, like caused yeah. stress. And and in that way, you know, it does feel and often to us like the. <laughs> Like the punishment is the process. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's just harassment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
So I don't know if, if y'all are updated on like there are five of us being taken to trial. Is that mm-hmm. something you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. But our listeners probably aren't. So explain sure. <laughs> like, uh, so like right after this happened or, or at some point after this happened, so I know when we started speaking, I was like, oh, well, I'd PRA the shit out of all your city council people. And you were like, we already have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so can, because there was some stuff in there that was just weird. Like, like, yeah. Can, <laughs> Can you sure. explain what you got from like this is where the problem child Monica comes from among other things? Sure. Yeah, gosh, it's so even talking about it, I have such a reaction and um that I can feel. Um and I should say, you know, I I speak about this to my neighbor, not not about the city, the text necessarily, but I speak about the situation to a lot of people um because it does feel to us like you know, they're also, I think they would like us to be ashamed, but we are not ashamed of what is happening. To, I mean, that's part of the degradation of the court system. And so, you know, all of my neighbors know what is happening to me. All of the people yeah. that I work with um, in the various like uh, school related jobs and such that I do. And to a person, everyone in Asheville starts with disbelief. They're like, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, Yes. And then they're just so disappointed. (laughs) Like they're just, they're so appalled. Often people say the the number 1984, like often people are like, wow, I really, I didn't know. Some people did know, you know, that the the city was, was like this. Um, But, you know, that's, that sort of paralleled my experience in a way, just like disbelief and then, and then disappointment. Um, But yeah, we recently, it's intensified recently seeing the the publicly available uh, communication between council members. Um, and I think um, I want to be careful and I don't have it in front of me. And so I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it, but what I can say um, is that anybody can go find uh, on the city of Asheville's uh, public records request. Anybody can go get those now um, because they've been requested. Um, and so they're publicly available. And we have texts between council members that um, that are kind of debate that that are in contemplation of an ordinance that would restrict food sharing in public places to to require permitting. In contemplation of that, like we have, we have texts from council members calling um, those who do, <laughs> those who do food sharing at Aston Park problem children um, and saying that it's a shame that the problem children have ruined it for the rest of the class. We have, we have one saying like, you know, probably if, if we go ahead, we city council go ahead with this, with this ordinance, um, there'll be a lot of protests and a lot of pushback, which of course there was once it came out. Um, and we have the other council members saying like, yeah, that might be, um, but if permitting is the only way to get them to stop, then so be it. And, you know, I mean, I, I read that and, and I have a variety of reactions, but mostly just like a kind of nauseous disappointment, um, in, and this is not true of all council, um, because some, some, some folks have tried to like understand the gap. Um, being filled by folks who who give out food and gear in a park, yeah. um, and I think some of the council and have and have recognized it as a gap um, that is being filled. And I think some are 
are so aware of what it says about the city that folks have to show up in a park and give out food and gear and there's never enough of either. Um, they're so aware of what that lays bare about the abandonment that the city practices of those who live here yeah. um, that that they can only see that and they can only be angry with us yeah, right. and call I mean, and call us problem children. Like I'm I'm 43. Yeah, <laughs> well, you you can see the sort of like like the the kind of just like petty dictatorship mind that they've gotten themselves into, where like they they can't see the people. Like, you know, nominally they're supposed to be serving, right? But like, okay, we, we know how far that goes, but they can't see yeah. like you as anything other than just like a child because that's the kind of like this is this sort of dictator brain that they've that they've sort yeah, of inhabited yeah, yeah. from like holding this power. It's it kind yeah. of reminds me of um uh like how uh it was Louis the fourteenth who said l'état c'est moi, like the state is me. Yeah. And yeah. therefore attacks on my reputation or uh, 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 like attacks against yeah. the state, like yeah, that's how it feels like you're being treasonous by making them look bad. And I don't know if you saw this also in in there, but um, on the day that the arrests happened. So that so those discussions about the ordinance were, I think, a little earlier in January that we should actually took yeah. that. Um, yeah. But there's a there's one that came right on the, the day of the first arrests for felony littering mm-hmm. that um, where someone asks, like, can those arrested be banned from certain places? <laughs> um, and, and, and we know now, yes, but it is, yeah. it's a lot to see that. It's a lot to see what looks, um, what looks so deliberately like depriving us of, of the right to be in a park. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a hell of a lot. And um, so where is, where's the city's five of you are going to trial? Uh, yeah, an unknown number of people are banned from parks in Asheville. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I my understanding I, is that we someone has been told, um, oh, we don't keep records of that, <laughs> which also doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah how how um, can you enforce a ban if you don't have a record of who's banned? Like, wait. Yeah, uh, and I, I shouldn't be quoted on that, but um, <laughs> but my understanding is that like um, is that that has been the. It's like, oh no, there aren't records that we can that can be made public about that because there simply aren't the records. Um, Which that just seems like that's just like incredibly bizarre secret police shit of like, yeah, no, we have like we have we have lists that don't exist of people who are banned from spaces, and we won't tell you what they are because they don't exist. It's like, yeah, you'll is, find out when the SWAT team comes from behind the swings, and uh, yeah, like, like, just yeah, yeah, horrible. what? A, yeah, terrible. So yeah, you. You're banned from the park. You're facing, you're going to trial. Um, yeah. Five of us um, have been, um, have been scheduled for trial and the other folks um, have been kind of what's called taken off the calendar. So they don't have, nothing's dismissed, um, but, um, but they're not scheduled. There's no, there's no next court date for them. Okay. Yeah. So when, when will you, if you don't mind saying, when would your trial date be? Our trial date right now is set for February 27th. Um, oh, wow. Okay, so coming up. It's coming right up. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Uh, we'll make sure we get this out before then. How can people support you, support the work that you uh, are not doing in parks anymore? How can people help you through this, this, what I'm sure is a really stressful trial process? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, so... We post um, updates uh, in a few different places um, 
uh, like we don't have our own Instagram right now because we're we just don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, our our defendant statements get released in a few different places, including um, at AVL Survival on Instagram. Um, we also have a website where we always post um, our own statements and also all the press that comes out about us. Mm-hmm. And that is avlsolidarity.noblogs.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Venmo, which is used, the, the, those funds are used for attorney fees. Um, and And frankly, like, you know, when someone loses housing or their car breaks down and they um, have had trouble finding employment because they have felony littering charges against yeah. them. And um, it's also used for material needs in that way. And that is AVL Defendant Fund. Um, and all of that's actually on, on the website too. Okay. You can find those. Um, and honestly, it matters so much that people just know this is happening. You know, when yeah. I tell people in Asheville, like more people know now than did before. Um, when I tell people outside of Asheville, there's very much a like, huh, I thought about coming there. I heard it was cool. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. they do want the, those who make not just like a living from tourism, but those who make tons of money from tourism are certainly invested in you thinking that it's really cool and coming to spend your money here. And it's not cool in the ways that they want you to think it's cool. It is cool because neighbors show up for each other and you can come here and we'll talk to you about that. Um, but, <laughs> but there's a way that like people knowing what this place is really like um, does matter. And there's a way that honestly people just like sending us like their their beautiful energy and hope really matters too <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. actually that actually really does matter so they can send us their beautiful energy and hope and material contributions as they might have them yeah, yeah i'm sure people will because it's <laughs> horrifically yeah. fucked up Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I wanted to ask, what is the sentence range for family literary? Yeah. Guidelines. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it's the lowest class of felony. As it happens, none of us have any criminal history. Yeah. Uh, we'd be facing felony probation. Yeah. And so yeah. that could, that there's a range there um, of whether that probation is supervised or unsupervised. Um, there's a range of how long it would be. There's a range um, of restitution in terms of community service. Um, and, and I actually don't have the paper in front of me that says what the range of those things are, but I feel like it's eight to 12 months on for probation. Um, and a lot of that is, is simply at the discretion of, of in sentencing. Um, and, um, and I think that, that there are some, um, possible restrictions on just like being able to leave the state. Okay. What? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, not for, uh, sorry. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this has fully fucking sent me now because a, a guy, a, a man called Robert Wilson in San Diego was arrested for hate crimes because he assaulted his gay neighbor. Uh, since he was arrested, he's driven around San Diego and LA dressed as a Nazi sometimes with uh, a horrifically oh. anti Semitic slogan. Has just left the country and is living in Poland. Oh, I fucking sure. Uh, because I, because fucking like somehow. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. It's all right. Just, I love it. This is fully, fully <laughs> sent people, me now. We need yeah. anger too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with this shit? Yeah. There was something else you wanted to get to. Yeah. I. I think I wanted to name. So you know, people are so. In a way, like I wish I had a supercut of everyone I've ever said the word felony littering to, just like their faces <laughs> yeah. over and yeah. over again. Um, Maybe I'll come to Asheville and just vox pops and people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a way that, you know, of course that's just like, and if you add on aiding and abetting, which we've all been bumped up to, to felony littering, um, but, yeah. or sort yeah. of, but, but, but the misdemeanor is conspiracy to commit felony littering. Oh, um, no, yeah. <laughs> um, no. What's next? Like a Rico charge for like, exactly, giving yes. someone a book? Yes. <laughs> so, so, um, so on its face, you know, it has this ring of, of absurdity. And of course, like it is, you know, it, a lot of the press, um, about us, mm-hmm. you know, they'll go talk to someone at the school of government who says like, well, this is baffling. And at the very least seems like a misapplication of the statute, which is about, um, huge amounts of waste often being like dumped by businesses. <laughs> um, right. but I think it's, it's, it's telling that um, a couple, maybe a month or two ago, there was an article in the Citizen Times, a local paper, about um, a, sanit- a company, WastePro, which had dumped um, an entire dumpster's worth of trash. Um, and now I'm it, like out somewhere outside of um, of where it should have been, like in the in the landfill, um, and. But it was all about like how actually they had followed procedure because there was like maybe a little bit of a battery fire or something. There was something going on with it where they they weren't supposed to bring it in. So they just had to dump it. Um, But in the course of this article, um, they they interviewed a lot of people about like, well, what's going on with like litter in general and like big amounts of litter? And our case was never mentioned. But they did talk to some folks who um, who do river cleanup, um, an organization called Greenworks. And that person said, you know, sometimes there are like, there's huge amounts of, of dumping that happens. And we call the city and they say, yeah, that's illegal. 
but we don't actually prosecute that. (laughs) (laughs) And like, see, you know, that's the sort of thing also that seeing in print, I'm just like, what, what sort of strange, like dystopian novel am I living in where the city is so upfront that like, oh no, like we wouldn't prosecute felony littering. Um, But when it comes to aiming to disrupt a kind of community care and political speech that they don't like, um, they're willing to expend an incredible amount of resources on it. You know, like the the number of resources that have gone into this would have funded like sanctuary camping with sanitation services, like for years, for years. And, you know, I think you alluded, though maybe this is in the future of the podcast, like to the way that the city of Asheville or, or um, our lawyers have been clear that when you when you look at the city of Asheville's like public pronouncements and and um, the way that that they talk about um, homelessness, it does seem like oh wow we're really we're really trying to get on this. Um, but at a recent meeting um, where a consultant group, often referred to as like. Yeah, that other like that that consultant group from now because it's happened over and over again presented findings about like what should actually be done to end un- unsheltered homelessness here. Presented findings to the city council um, and the county commissioners. No one was allowed to talk except for um, it was a huge meeting. No one was allowed to talk except for um, council members and commissioners and those who were presenting. But a man who actually has experience lives experience with homelessness got up and talked anyways, and he was interrupted by the mayor. <laughs> Um, and like, that's telling in its own right. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's telling in its own right. Also telling is that later, um, also not allowed to speak a local pastor got up and said, you know, (laughs) I saw that happen, you know, like what we need to be doing is actually listening to the folks who've experienced this and like data. Yes, we need data, but we also need to like actually listen to the voices of of what's going on. And he used the phrase, um, which I think was echoing um, the the man who had spoken earlier, spiritual death, and said that this mm-hmm. he thinks as a pastor that Asheville is in a moment of spiritual death, <laughs> and in a way that's why I say like we need your we need your material contributions um, to us as defendants to to collective care. Like when we have extra money in that defendant fund, we just give it away so people can buy more tents, um, and we need like we need some hope because Asheville is in this moment um, where it's as a city, it's making choices that seem so misaligned, not just with like the image that it would like to sell to tourists, but like with what the people who live here and are actually like about it day to day in a neighbors caring for neighbors way, like really misaligned with what we actually want and what we actually are capable of offering each other. Yeah, yeah, it is deeply sad that like we've created this abstraction of society which is being entirely antisocial. Like no, no one wants, no one, yeah, no yeah. reasonable person would do that. But we've got the state, which in theory acts on our behalf and is is doing it. And yeah, yeah, which also is probably I don't know I, to editorialize for a second. Uh, often people make this argument I see it specifically around gun laws but with other laws too where this law won't always be enforced they'll only use it if they need it if they have to get a bad person they will use it if anybody threatens (laughs) their interests their shit right Right. like it's uh 
it was extensively mobilized for a ghost gun law here, which uh, made some bizarre things illegal, like uh, the uh, bang stick, which you use for spearfishing, is now a ghost gun and a felony. And, and like, there were definitely boomers who have dozens of those in their garage, right? And don't keep up on local ordinances and are now, in theory, at risk of committing a felony. And then, obviously, the response to that from the council is, oh, well, we wouldn't charge them. Well, <laughs> like, who, yeah. who are we to? We can't trust the state to be benevolent when, as your experience has shown, it's anything but. And, you know, we, and I, I can say this personally, because I've spoken, I've spoken to people in city government or in state government who I've just said like, Hey, do you know this is happening? (laughs) Um, and, and they're clear about how, um, sure. It sounds nutty, but the city, but like, but that, that we as a group have been painted as particularly dangerous and that part to me is like, I mean, don't do this to anybody, you know, don't do it to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but the part where, um, where what's going on is like, it's, is this strange justification um, with the idea that, that we are dangerous people who deserve to be, ta- you know, who need to be taken out of a park, who need to not be allowed yeah. to be in a park, you know, is, is particularly easily disproved. <laughs> by anyone who actually like hangs out with us knows what knows who we are and what we've done but not when it's just like a weird whisper campaign in the in the halls of city government like oh no they're bad like they're just bad um like we we've heard the 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 lies that they've told about us some of them we have in um <laughs> in you know public records requests like um that we haven't even talked about but it's it's a it's a really strange thing um to be uh to be painted that way yeah. Yeah, it, it's bizarre. Again, I'm sorry it's happening to you. Um, so, I think to wrap up, if maybe again you could just give that Venmo, so people can support materially, and uh, yeah, you know, if there's any other social media accounts where people can follow along, where people can send their support and best wishes, yeah. anything like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, our Venmo is AVL Defendant yeah. Fund, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, you can. So on Instagram, we're easy to get to through AVL Survival, mm-hmm. um, and there's a way to contact us through our website. We have a little, we have a little email. It'd be so cute to get yeah. some supportive emails, and that website is avlsolidarity.noblogs.org. Amazing. Yeah. And thank, thank you all so much. Yeah, no, thank you for giving us your time. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're yeah. dealing with nefarious state bullshit. Um, <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our interview with Sarah. Tomorrow we'll be talking to Maniba from the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, and she'll be giving us a legal perspective and some more insight into this case. We'll look forward to talking to you then. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.